Welcome to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast, a show designed to help you cut through all the static and find the tips, tricks, and encouragement you need to make your business successful. Your hosts are Mark Wilson and Laurel Wright, two entrepreneurs like you struggling and striving to find the pro tips and hacks to be more productive and make more money. Their goal every week is to give you the resources and encouragement that will help you gain an advantage over your competition. So let's not waste any time and get started. Here are your hosts, Mark and Laurel. Well, Laurel, we're recording our portion of this episode on St. Patrick's Day, which is appropriate since you will hear a distinct Irish accent with our guest on this episode. But since it's St. Patrick's Day, I have to ask, Laurel, have you already started celebrating St. Patrick's Day today? <laughs> Come on, Mark, be serious. It's only nine in the morning. I'm not going to get started for at least another hour. <laughs> Are you wearing your leprechaun suit today, Mark? Uh, uh, well, we should probably move on to our episode today. <laughs> That's a great idea. I really want to hear more about Richard Butler. Fantastic. Richard is the director of education video maker, and overall funny guy at PLR.me. He's a guy that wears many hats and believes fully in multiple streams of income. Born in California, he lived most of his life in Dublin, Ireland, and then nine years ago moved to sunny Barcelona, Spain, which he now calls home. Richard is a qualified life and business coach, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, and has been a trainer and educator for most of his life. Richard firmly believes in the work-life balance aspect of, of life. More life, less work. I think we both share that motto, more life, less work. Right, Laurel? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get better acquainted with our guest, Richard Butler. Richard, welcome to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast. We are so glad you could join us today. Thank you very much, Mark. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And sorry, there is a there is some background noise, so I hope we do break through the noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is going to be our goal today. And, and I am really, really excited for our audience to get to know you and learn from you today. So I just, I just want to dive right in. Um, okay. And I guess I want to start, Richard, with your background in neuro-linguistics programming and how that led you into this industry of private label rights content creation how long do we have it's a long story it's a long story let's get the so, reader's digest version back in 1972 i was born okay let's <laughs> let's fast forward a bit there no so i i've always been an, an educator i've always been in education uh in education training corporate training etc i'm back probably in about 2000 and five, I started to get interested in coaching because I said, okay, how can I bring my skills to the next level? What's the next thing that I can actually do? And I did a coaching course. And after that coaching course, we delved a little bit into neuro-linguistic programming, which is basically telling us how the mind works and giving us a formula of how we can actually um, influence a little bit better is one thing. How to build rapport is another thing. Um, so this was this was of interest to me. Um, and then, you know, one of the things I think as a coach or as a trainer or as a speaker is it's very hard to get and to think of content and to write content because, first of all, you have to think about it. 
Um, second of all, you say, well, what's the next spin that I can put on something like goal setting, like mindfulness, like mindset? Because when you think about it, you say, well, everything's been done. Um, so I started to look around the, the internet and I, I discovered this thing called private label rights. Now, private label rights is where you can take content and you can edit it and make it your own. What I found, because I, I did extensive research and extensive purchasing, and I found a lot of it was absolute garbage. So a lot of it was either copied and pasted from the internet, um, or it was written not in a very cohesent, uh, coherent uh, pattern. So what you would find is the first paragraph would read okay, the second paragraph would read in a different style, and the third paragraph would just be completely crazy. And the problem with this was that you spent more time trying to rectify that content so that it was usable uh, in order to actually use it. Now, uh, one of my other, in, in if I step back about 10 years before that, in 1996, I set up probably one of the first internet design courses in Ireland um, at community, uh, well, at community college level and at any level. And one thing that I said to the, the guys I was teaching there is content is king. And I think whatever, 20 years later, 23 years later, that is still the same. You, you know, you can have all of your, your loopholes, your uh, backward squeeze pages, your whatever you want to call them. But unless you're producing good content, you're not going to get three things. Uh, trust, likability, and knowability. And that's, that's if those are actually knowability, I'm not sure if that's a word, but well, let, let's go with it. But to, to gain authority, you need to be producing content. And the problem with producing content is that you take more time producing content and it takes you away from doing what you may be able to do and make more money with, which is coaching, which is speaking, et cetera. That's a great point you bring up because I've always heard and, and live by the adage, content is king. And then in the, in the last year during, during the pandemic, everybody was scrambling to create and produce content and feed their audience with content and, and our inboxes and our timelines and our streams were just deluged with, with content, new, old, refurbished. Um, so my question is, Richard, is content still king and why? And, and then elaborate, then how do we create enough content consistently to feed that demand? Okay. Is content still king? Yes, I think so. Um, some people will say, no, you have to do this, you have to do the other. But content as, as the word content, yes. Uh, it mightn't be king as written content. Maybe it has to turn into audio, turn into video, or turn into another medium. But you need to be getting content out there. Because I think, especially with the pandemic, more and more people are going online, uh, researching things. Uh, they want to find out why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Okay, ideal for coaches. Um, how can I, how can I improve my situation because I've lost my job? Uh, you know, I, I'm on a furlough. How can I do that? So if you can provide content to people, and I think going back to sort of uh, neurolinguistic programming, we say that people consume information in different ways. Some people are more visual, and they want to actually watch a video. Others are more uh, kinesthetic, that they want to do something. So here are five steps that you can do right now. And you do X, Y, and Z. And some people are more auditory, that they want to listen to whatever it is that you have. Now, I personally find, I don't know about 
uh, yourself, Mark, but I personally find I don't watch YouTube videos anymore. I listen to them because I have them open in a tab, but I'm doing something else. So for me, that because of what I'm, if it's business content, I don't need to see a guy standing in front of a screen talking. I need to listen to him. Now, if I want to um, learn how to, not that I do want to learn, but if I want to learn how to repair something in the house, then yes, I need to see it. I, I don't want to learn anything like that. <laughs> My wife is listening and she's probably going, yeah, you do, you do. And I'm like, no, I don't. Um, so you want to, you, you want to be able to have content that you can, I think the key is to repurpose. So you take one piece of content, you take an article talking about um, how to have a better mindset during a pandemic. Well, that can be an article, which you can just put up in your blog. Uh, it can be then turned into a podcast just by recording it. And then it could be a Instagram live. It could be a Facebook live. It could be uh, on YouTube as a video by just recording it, just doing what you and I are doing. Uh, you know, I could say, hey, Mark, let's, let's, let's talk about mindfulness. And then I take one piece of content that I've written or that I may have got as a, as a private label, right? And we discuss that. And that is half of the, that's half the battle. So I'm taking a piece of written content. And the, the, the key here is that if we were to do a Zoom, we could produce it as a video, but then you can extract the audio and produce it just as a podcast, exactly what you're doing. That we can actually, uh, we can do that. We could talk on Zoom. You could extract the the audio, put it on a podcast, etc. So what I hear you saying is is that we can not only feed the need for more content for our audience, but also try to stand out in in the feed, if you will, in the timeline, mm -hmm. in the inbox, by leveraging the content we create over multiple platforms, over multiple media, so mm -hmm. that we give our audience multiple ways or, or their preferred way for consuming it. And which I think I hear you saying gives us a better chance for people to engage with it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Now, now some things that you may start to do uh, once you get a little bit more used to the, the media is, you know, there are programs out there that will actually put the subtitles on the actual content because a lot of the times now with Facebook and uh, other other mediums, they actually mute your content, so that if it is uh, audio uh, audio or visual content, it's actually muted. So sometimes even the first thing to do is, you know, the first frame of a video is, hey, click on mute, so that you hold up a sign, and then people stop because we need to do again what we call an NLP a pattern interrupt. So if you have, and I've discovered this especially with YouTube, that in order for your videos to get a little bit of traction you need to have a nice thumbnail that stands out. So it's something that stands out. It's just to break the routine of every single thing that, that you see. You need to have something that does stand out and people say, okay, ah, okay, l let me have a look at that. Now, there's other tools, but starting off, you don't need anything, anything more than your webcam on your, on your computer or your smartphone. And, you know, the majority of people, I think, have some sort of capability on their phone to record. And then headphones like the headphones that uh, you and I are wearing are perfect. Just the ordinary headphones that come with your, your phone. I think a lot of people don't get into content creation because they overthink it. And they think, you know, I don't have a good voice. I don't have a good, uh, you know, I have a face for radio, as they say. Uh, <laughs> all, all, all these type of things. And they just stop themselves. That's a great point too, Richard, because I purposefully work with my clients that are not 
technologically advanced. I, I do a lot of work with churches and nonprofits, and I purposefully just use my phone to record video and audio to, to show them how easy it is and the quality that, that those devices can create. Mm. It's, it's not a, a, um, a low quality or, or, you know, an easy fix. It's an easy method to give you a pretty darn good quality these days. Yeah. I, and you know, you can start then once you, once you get a bit of traction to invest um, just before this call, I was looking at a, at a new little camera that was released and my wife's like going, you want to buy another camera? How many cameras do you have for recording? I'm like, yeah, but it looks good, you know? So you don't need to buy the fanciest camera. Um, even I think probably one of the, the cheapest smart smartphones out there would give you quality that is a hundred times better than what we had 20 years ago. So it's just, I think the whole thing is to start. When I look back at some videos that I found on YouTube of myself from 2006, and oh my God, they were awful. But at least it was a start. But I can see the improvement from um, then until now. It's just to get the practice and just to start. Our guest today, Richard Butler, is the Director of Education with PLR.me, an online content resource for course creators, digital and social media marketers, or anybody that uses content in their business. But what can this resource do for you? Here's some ideas. If you want to create courses, here's a thought. You don't have to be an education company to provide online courses. You can create a course to use as a lead generator to attract new prospects to your website, or you can add it as a bonus to your paid offerings. Maybe you want to use a webinar to boost your marketing or even a presentation for a conference. You can find done-for-you presentations that you can use on many different stages. If you want to publish blog posts or ebooks, plr.me offers hundreds of files that can be used for blog posts or ebooks that you can use in your marketing or as a paid product offering. Do you need ideas for social media posts and lead generators? There are literally thousands of articles, graphics, and affirmations that can be used in a variety of ways in your digital marketing. Is it hard writing email sequences for your marketing follow-up campaigns? There are even done-for-you email sequences that you can use for sales funnels to close sales and increase your revenue. If you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or even a traveling musician or artist, there's a good chance you don't have time to create enough content to feed your audience. PLR.me can provide you content that you can customize to fit your brand and target to your audience. You could outsource your content needs to a freelance writer, but that can be a very expensive proposition for most of us. PLR.me gives you a variety of content on a multitude of media customizable for many different audiences. And it even bundles different media into packages around themes or ideas that are useful in creating an entire marketing campaign or a content campaign. We want you to try PLR.me 
and we will give you 10 free credits to actually download some content and customize for your own use. You can find the link in our show notes to get some free content and try it for yourself. Or email I need content to mark at churchcmo.com. I think you're going to love it, just like Laurel and I love it. But don't take our word for it. Try it yourself for free. Check out our show notes. And thanks again for joining us for this week's That One Thing. So continuing the conversation about how to use, for example, PLR.me as successfully as a tool and to use that content successfully, how do we approach that pre-created content? I mean, dive into that a little bit for us, Richard. For me, the most important thing is to be very clear on who you're targeting and what their challenges are. Because, you know, there's no point in coming and say, well, I want to help everybody because you're not going to be able to help everybody. Um, so it's much better to say, well, who I'm going to help with this content are uh, middle-aged men who are stuck in their current role and want to transition to. Now that could be to being a solo entrepreneur, whatever it may be. But then you need to focus in and say, well, what are the challenges that these people have? And break it down. So fear of the unknown, uh, self-confidence, self-esteem, Maybe there's sub-challenges that they have of they're overweight, they need diet. So that's another thing. So I would list out all of those things and then I would go into plr.me and I would start searching for that content. So fear. And then I would, I would look at what content you can uh, post on uh, social media, what you can give away, and then what you can sell. Now, what I mean by that is that you might have a nice quote that you put on social media. Um, you engage people, you say, hey, if you want to read more about how to overcome fear, uh, I wrote this article. So they go over to your website, they read the article. Sign up now for uh, a worksheet that I have on conquering your fear. Okay, now um, they download this worksheet and then you say, if you want to delve further into this, down, uh, purchase my ebook or download my ebook and then they go for a, a purchase. Um, if you want to delve even further into this, I've put together a course where I go through everything that we talk about in this ebook. So the idea is to build up a funnel to get people in, but always on the same theme. Because if I, uh, if I go to your website about fear and then suddenly you're trying to sell me some money-making opportunity, I'm going to say, okay, that doesn't really sit well with me. But if you're, if you're consistent in your message, it's going to be much easier to convert people. And consistency, I think, is one of the keys to all of this. Um, be consistent in how often you're going to post on social media, how often you're going to post on your website, how often you're going to create a product. Because what can happen is we go very gung-ho and we say, okay, I'm going to post every single day. And even though you have a ton of content in PLR.me, you soon go, now I have to post today and it's not enjoyable anymore. So it's much better to say, I'm going to post an article once a week on my website. I'm going to follow that up with a uh, Instagram post if my people are on Instagram and I'm going to do a Facebook live and that's it. Rather than saying I'm going to do a Facebook live every day for the next 30 days, that becomes time consuming. And an example I always give is I set up an Instagram account about two years ago 
where my idea was to take one photograph every single day for 365 days. I managed to get as far as 90 days in. And then wow. I was like, what, what else am I going to take a picture of? It's just, it, it, it became a chore. Uh, the first couple of weeks were amazing. But then it became a chore. I have to do this rather than I want to do this. So that should be the same strategy that you use with your content marketing. Uh, you should enjoy posting the content. You should enjoy doing the videos rather than saying, hi, this is Richard. Today, we're going to be talking about motivation. And people will see that you're not motivated. And they'll see that this guy is saying one thing and he's, 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 not, he's not living it. So I think that's very important as well, to be consistent with your content creation, the three Cs, I guess. I, I should trademark that. Uh, consistent with your content creation. I think that's, uh, you know, that's something because people will expect your content. They'll say, oh, I know Richard always goes live at 8 p.m. Uh, on a Tuesday and he's done it for three weeks and then suddenly he doesn't do it. And then people are fickle. They will go and they'll find somebody else who was doing a live every single Tuesday instead. So consistency, I think, is the key. Content is king. Consistency is the key. That is great. Like that is great advice. And it's something we've talked about with this audience uh, Laurel, my co-host and I, about how to manage content, how to create content calendars. And it'll, it will be a topic um, that I, I'm so glad you added to the conversation because I think it is critical to maintain, like you said, consistency, authenticity, and remaining relevant with your audience as opposed to, mm. you know, going through the motions. Well, uh, an interesting thing that you bring up there is content calendars, because one of the one of the things that we do every single month for uh, free members and for for paid members, it's totally free. Is we actually do a marketing content calendar, and yours truly does the videos. <laughs> and I always introduce myself as the director of education and humor at PLR.me, and I try and make it humorous. So what we've done is we take the month of March, let's say, and we say what holidays happen during the month of March. And how can you relate that content to your audience? And I always try and pick strange holidays if I can to show that anything can be related. So um, this month, obviously, St. Patrick's Day, obviously being Irish, I, <laughs> I, I always include that every year. And the resource, the resource that I included this year was um, I talk about, I introduce it and say, you know, some people say the Irish are lucky. I say, I don't think that's true. Like I've only won the lottery twice this year, you know? <laughs> which I wish, I wish it was true, but, but it isn't. And then I introduce, okay, today's resource is all about luck. Do we make our own luck or do we, uh, are, are people lucky or do we make our own luck or is it just being in the right place at the right time and being ready for an opportunity? So in that way, then we say, okay, coaches, what you can do is you can talk to people about being more prepared and being ready to take action when an opportunity happens. So we always try and bring in the holidays. We link out to the resources that you can use so that even if you don't have an idea for today, you can look at our content calendar and say, ah, today is uh, take a walk in the park day. Okay, so how could I relate take a walk in the park if I'm an executive coach? Stress, okay? As a business executive, you may feel stressed because you are working 12 hours a day and you don't take a lunch break. You don't go out for a walk. So take a walk in the park. Today is the ideal day. So what we want to show is that any day can be used to relate it back to your business. And that can be a video. You can organize a walking meditation. You can do so many different things. And as a user that has used that content calendar, 
every month and was first introduced to Richard Butler via his humorous videos <laughs> several months ago. Thank you. <laughs> um, from a user standpoint, when you click, you can click on the calendar to get more detail about that holiday and the content creation for it. And then you can literally click to the suggested resources or the content that, that Richard talks about and, or is talked about in the calendar so that you don't have to hunt and peck. It's, it's there. It's, it's click, it's a click away and and you can use it. You cannot use it. It can inspire you for a, a whole nother idea. Exactly. And what I also try and do in these content calendars is to link days together so that we could say, okay, you could start with, let's say, I don't know, January 12th, uh, World Stress Day. Okay, talk about stress, then talk about how people get stressed because they don't think they have any luck, then talk about something else so you can interconnect. Um, And with those content calendars, with our resources, really, we are doing as much as we can to help you have the best content bar from actually uploading it for you and recording the videos for you. Uh, we're doing everything that we're trying to cut down the barriers because I know that that people are busy and you don't have time to write. If you're spending 80% of your time writing content and 20% of your time actually doing business, you're doing things the wrong way. You should be doing 80% business and 20% content writing. And that's where these resources can help you to actually um, do that. And I, you know, I think, I think it's essential. As we said, content is king. Um, and since you can, since you can modify all the content, as you said yourself, you put your own voice on it because one of the big questions and I'm sure you're going to ask me this is, but I feel like an imposter because I didn't yes. write the content. Okay. The example I give to people is the retail industry is full of private label rights or white labeling. Um, you go into a supermarket, for example, I always take the example, I, I love going to Walmart when I'm in the States. It's just so fast. I always find something to buy in there. And one of the things that you will see in Walmart is that they have their white label goods. Now, they didn't produce any of those goods. They went out to a company and they said, you know, we'll buy 2 million units off you per month if we can license that content and put our branding on it. And the executives there didn't think, oh my God, we didn't actually produce that. We didn't grow the seed. We didn't mill the seed to, to, uh, to produce the bread, et cetera. They said, no, we're going to work smarter rather than work harder. So they can bring a product to market in months rather than years. Somebody else has done all of the, the research. Somebody else has done all of the analysis. Somebody else has perfected the product. And they say, okay, I want your product let me take your product now and let me do what I want to do with that product. So I don't think you should feel imposter syndrome because you're not going to use the content exactly as it is. You're going to take the content and you're going to put your voice on it. Why? Uh, Because you download a guide about time management. And again, as I said earlier, time management for who? Well, it's the topic. It's the framework of time management. And all you have to do is put in time management for busy dads time management for busy executives and you tweak little parts of the content so that it becomes your own and it hits your audience as they need it. That is some wonderful information. And I'm so glad that you shared about the feeling of, of, am I cheating? You know, am I an imposter? Because I, I think that's a question that a lot of us ask 
because we we want to be uh, genuine. We want to be authentic. And and I love the way you answer that, that we do that mm. by giving it our voice, by customizing it to our audience. And we work smarter and not harder. And if you think about it, it's how we can be truly be a better resource for our clients, our customers, our, our audience. Mm. And, you know, I remember going back many, many years when I was in college, I, I, did a, uh, I did a year or two years of philosophy. And I don't know who it was, but there was one philosopher who said there is no more original thought. Everything is based on somebody else's thought. Of course, the lecturer didn't like it when somebody just submitted basically his notes back to the lecture. Then he thought, no, no, hold on. <laughs> you, you can't do that. But um, when you think about the self-help industry, everybody is talking about the same things. They just put their little twist on it. Okay. Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, they all talk about, you know, motivation, goal setting, et cetera. But what they've done is they've taken that and they have added their expertise to that and made it completely different. They haven't, they haven't started and said, oh, well, I have to come up with something completely different. It's not going to be called goal setting. It's going to be called something else. No, they know that they can take the basis of the established thought there and then rework it. And that's what we're doing with our content. Time management, everybody's talked about time management. Um, we give you the framework, we put our twist on it, and then that's to ignite your creativity, to put your twist on it and to make it into something else. So there's no, my philosophy is, if you can work smarter and then work harder, why not? Because, okay, you need to work, there may be hard work involved, but if there are legitimate shortcuts and they are legal shortcuts, well, then let's do it. Let's, let's do that. How many celebrities, in inverted commas, write books? Well, probably very few. They ghostwrite them, but you don't see them coming out and saying, oh my God, I have to tell the audience that I ghostwrite. Everybody knows that what the celebrity did was give an outline of what they wanted and then somebody ghostwrites it. But they, they don't feel any remorse on that. So I think people have to get over that idea of imposter syndrome of, I didn't write this. That's fine. You put your voice on it. That is a great note to end on for our what I hope will be the first of many conversations that we have with you, Richard. Well, I hope so too. <laughs> because I think this is an important topic and we will definitely um, revisit some future topics with Richard Butler. And you're going you're gonna to hear a lot more about PLR.me as a resource that we want to provide you guys so that you can work smarter and harder so that your hard work is smart. Maybe I, like I need that. to copyright that. Actually, yeah, we need to review because both of us said a couple of really good things that we need to copyright as soon as we can. <laughs> Richard, thank you again. We look forward to seeing you again soon and have a fantastic day. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure. Wow, Richard really knows his stuff about content creation and content management. I totally agree that it's much better to work smarter and not harder wherever you can. That is always my motto. I'm with you, Laurel. I learned the hard way how quickly you can get in over your head trying to keep up with the content creation demands of your business. Using resources like PLR.me not only helps you create more content, but it also gives you the margin to focus on the creative ideas that you want to produce to really make an impact with your audience.
Content really is king, and I have enjoyed learning more about creating and using content from Richard. I can't wait to talk to him again in the future. Oh, and one more thing, guys. If you're new to the show or you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast, and you're going to be automatically updated when new episodes come out. And don't forget to take advantage of the free credits we're offering to try plr.me. The link is in the show notes, or you can email I need content to mark at churchcmo.com. Feel free to share us with your friends and colleagues, and you guys have a great week. We can't wait to talk to you again next week on Breaking Through the Noise. Thanks for investing a few minutes with us on the podcast today. We hope Breaking Through the Noise will become your go-to resource for growing your business and yourself with our pro tips and life hacks. If you like what you heard, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if it was helpful, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And most importantly, let's get connected. Hit us up on social media. Our links are in the show notes. Our theme music is from The Young Fables. Check out all their work on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. We'll see you again next week as we keep breaking through the noise.